0: Welcome to the teaching ministry of Pastor Marcus and Melina Dela Cruz. We hope that you'll be blessed by today's message. Wisdom is such a very important thing to the body of Christ, it's particularly as individuals. It's important to have wisdom. It's important to have wisdom uh, in the sense that you're able to get on top of stuff. Yeah. And how many of you know every day uh, when you get to work, you go to work, when you don't know how to do something, sometimes you just pray, "Lord, give me wisdom and yeah. how to get the answer," yeah. because there's a lot of answers out there that you could be getting, yeah. but it's important to get the right answers. Amen. Right. amen. And so this this e- this this evening, you know, we're about doing the master's business because mm-hmm. without wisdom and making the right decisions in towards in, in that direction, how many of you know? Many of us will just will just flounder. Amen. And we don't believe we will flounder. <laughs> So let's open our Bibles this um, this evening to uh, Proverbs chapter thirteen. Proverbs thirteen verse twenty. This isn't going to be the main text, but it's going to be part of the main text. He who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. Do you hear what I'm saying? It's so important that you that you really take stock of who your friends are. Amen. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because you have one wrong friend, you can your life can go in the wrong direction quickly. Yeah. Um, I'm and I say and I say this part very tongue in cheek, uh, be, and, and in the, and not in a tongue in cheek way. <clears throat> but if you are a married person, you shouldn't be hanging around with a bunch of divorce folks. Because yeah. yeah. all they're talking is divorce. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If you... And, and, and if you've been through a divorce, it doesn't mean that you're a bad person. It just means you need to be aware of how you're talking. Mm-hmm. Because it's time to take a break away from things. Yeah. Amen? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're unemployed... You need to start talking in a way you got to learn to make sure you hang out with people like let's say, for example, you, you, you have a cycle of going from job to job. Right. You're going to have to start thinking about who you're hanging out with that that lives in that type of cycle. And if you want wisdom, you're going to have to hang out with those who are wise in a particular de- area. Uh, if you see someone who has a good marriage, you want to hang out with those who have good marriages. If you if you want to, it, it goes in any direction that you can imagine. Whatever, wherever you're, you struggled in before, whatever. If you have a if you have a food eating, you want to hang out with the people that. <laughs> you want to hang out with the people at the gym. I'm gonna hang out with that guy because you know he, he takes care of himself and he's he's gonna talk to me about what, what what's what's good because he's gonna talk to you about what affects him the most, right? Yeah. yeah. And so if you want to be wise, you need to hang out with wise folks, right? Yeah, yeah. But then we get into this very interesting verse in, in, in Proverbs chapter four, uh, 14, verse 1. It says, the wise woman builds her house, but the foolish pulls it down with her hands. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now, we got to stop there for a moment because he's, addre- he's addressing women. You know, sometimes when it talks to a man, he says a man who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor. So he's, what is he doing? He's talking to men. Now he's talking to women. Um, and, I, and, I, and when I read this, I don't think he's necessarily just excluding men from this. I also think he's including men on this as well. So we can't, I don't want to separate the two for various reasons because I really think they, they can go in a hand hand But if you're a woman, maybe it's something to perk your ear up to. Amen. So it says, "The wise woman builds her house." The wise woman builds her house. What is, it, what is it to be a wise woman building her house? A wise woman would be a person who's establishing her home on the word. Amen. Her principles are on the word. It's not on the latest gossip, it's not on the latest trends, it's not, it's, or what's trending, yeah. or what's, uh, what's going viral. She she builds herself on wisdom, yeah, yeah. wisdom yeah. found in the Word, mm-hmm. that's right. not on not on sayings that are that are on uh, the sides of a kitchen magnet. <laughs> if Mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy, mm-hmm. right? Because that's not Bible, right? right? And so we We have to establish our wisdom based on the Word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then it goes further on to saying this. It says, but a Foolish person pulls down their house with their hands. Mm-hmm. And this is where I stopped for a moment because, like, it's one of those verses that just kind of popped, kept coming back to me, kept looking at. And you know, here's the thing God doesn't, doesn't pull your house down. Yeah. That's the stressor here. God says, I don't pull your house down. I'm not there trying to pull your house down to uh, teach you a lesson. But if things are being pulled down, what am I doing to cause those, those things to be pulled down that are important to me? That, why is my foundation in my home falling apart? Mm-hmm. Because oftentimes, if things aren't working in the Word, it, has to always, come, it always comes back to us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why yeah. things aren't working. Yeah. Right. We're not walking in love. We're not displaying the fruit of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, not, we don't, we're not trusting God. Mm-hmm. We say we have faith because we go to church. But that's not enough. Mm-hmm. Faith means I trust God that when I do His Word, that He's going to back it. Just as much as you back your money, you understand the backing of your money is backed by the United States government. You trust if you go to the store and you pay for something for 40 bucks that they say is 40 bucks, that you're going to get that. They're not going to, as you pay for it, walk up to their door and go, whoa, 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 whoa. We know we told you this, but you owe a little bit more. It's not like that. Because God's word is bankable. You can trust his word. In other words, if he says he's a healer today, he's a healer today. If he's a deliverer today, deliverer then, he's a deliverer today. Amen. Amen. If he's a healer, then he's a healer now. Right. And Amen. the good news is, none of us is the healer. None of us is. The, we don't prosper one another. But although there's a there is a connection with that. God uses people. Yeah. God uses man. But the reality is, is that you and I have the ability to either build things up or tear things down. Yeah. And far too often, we tear things down with our words. Yeah. With our lack of believing. With our lack of trust. And God is wanting to uproot those systematic ways of how shall I say those systematic ways of operating. In other words, we say things with our mouth. We, when we get upset on on the freeway, we show someone our we flash someone our IQ. What I'm saying is we give them the bird. All right, and that's that ought, that ought never be something that a Christian does as a believer. Amen. Amen. Pastor, were you following me? I didn't know that was you. No, I didn't, I wasn't driving around today. <laughs> wasn't driving around. I, I don't know anything. But these things are very important. But it says, "He who walks upright has he who walks in the uprightness fears the Lord. And he who is perverse in his ways despises him. In the mouth of fools is a rod of pride, but the lips of the wise will be will preserve them." Again, your words have the ability to preserve your relationships, mm-hmm. your, your work, your, your healing, your prosperity on your life. Uh-huh. Right, we're covering it all today. Yeah. Because that's what the word does, it covers it all. Yeah. If we're saying we believe God and then we see the gas price is oh no, I'm gonna have to sell my car now because the gas price is now I'm gonna have to get me a little a little car. Well <laughs> then we've got to be careful how we're talking. Yeah. Because are we talking faith that we trust God that he's going to t- meet the supply yeah. to take care of that need? Yeah. Or are we going to talk in contradiction yeah. to yeah. what we know that what he's done already in our lives? Yeah. Particularly when he's already healed you. Particularly when he got you into your miracle home. Yeah. Yeah. Particularly when he's already healed your body on, on, on different occasions. Yeah. And has yeah. delivered you on multiple, yeah. uh, on yeah. multiple occasions. Yeah. So the thing is, is our mouth has a potential to either line up or tear down. Mm -hmm. And as a believer, God wants our lips to to add life to you and I. Amen? Amen. Come on, say amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Lord. Let's open our Bibles to the book of uh, John. John chapter 4. You know, your your life. Okay, Lord, I won't go there. Go to go to John John chapter 15. I apologize. John chapter 15 verse 1. Jesus says, "I am the true vine, and the Father is the vine dresser." Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. I don't know about you, but when I first got born again, I had a lot of renewing in my mind that needed to take place. A lot of renewing. I had a lot of old way of thinking, a whole a lot of ways of doing things that really, that really did things. I mean, when you, when you grow up a certain way, you, you, you know, around a bunch of other kids who don't think right, Especially boys, all boys hanging around. I mean, you guys, boys can, groups of boys can do a lot of stupid things. You get a pack of boys and boy, we're just, we we're, laid, we're I'm not, I shouldn't even say this because I don't want to give these boys any ideas. But uh, I mean, we could just do some stuff, especially you add one or two, but you add seven boys together with a lot of testosterone, we're talking about doing some stupid stuff and saying some dumb things. And, uh, and here's the thing, we don't know that what we're doing in the long term will affect us. Right. And, you know, and I was so glad that I had a lot of people who had uh, and and oftentimes in many ways had had saved me uh, with wisdom, with those moments of impartation and and the things that I needed to hear. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing. During the time that I got saved, I was there was a lot of pruning that took place Mm -hmm. in my life a lot of pruning. Alcohol, goodbye. Cussing, goodbye. And I'll tell you what, I didn't feel good. Because here I was feeling like I was getting pruned, feeling like like God, why are you so hard on me? You know, I see these born again Christians, they get to do whatever they want to do and they have no conscience of it. They're just kind of living how they want to live and God says, "I'm not talking to them. I'm talking to you." Yeah. And here's the thing about here's the thing about faith. It's a, it's called a relationship. When you're born again, you have a relationship with the Lord. Yeah. And he's the vine dresser. Yeah. And he has the right to come and speak to us and say, uh, you need to clean this up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? right? When the boss comes in and he says, boys, I need this, I need this place swept. What, he has every right to. Mm-hmm. For one, you're getting paid by him. And number two, you know, if, he, if you don't want to listen, he can just say, okay, you can go. Right? right? He can, you can get released right then on the spot. Yeah. And here's the thing, if you're not used to listening and taking orders from natural, in the natural realm, it'll be really difficult, mm-hmm. really difficult to listen to God on, on a supernatural realm, mm-hmm. particularly when he's trying to get you over into something that's a lot more than what you've been used to living at. Yeah. All right. Amen. I mean, you, you may be crazy, a cat lady. You got 30, 15, 20 cats living in your house, and God says it's time to cut it down. <laughs> right? You could be a hoarder, and God says today it's time to quit the hoarding. Mm-hmm. You, you, you hear that? No hoarding. And so, <laughs> and so, and go well. I, it's not hoarding. I'm just collecting. Well, some things are collecting, yes, yeah. but if it's not making you money, you need to get rid of it. <laughs> you don't need thirty tubs of butter. Empty from croc, <laughs> huh? country, country croc, Crock. you don't need them anymore, you need to get rid of some of those. Well, they make good uh, cereal balls. well, you still need to get rid of them. Yeah. You know, you, you got to, do I need 30 boxes, do I need, uh, do I need 300 newspapers from back, way back, stacked up, and in between there's a cat pressed in there somewhere in between. Do I, do I need all that? No, you, you, you don't need all that. Try you, you don't need it. No. Do I need to take 30 pics, pics of myself and post it online <laughs> with my lips puckered out? You do not. No more, self. no more selfies. Yeah. I'll just talk right here, so... You know, the Bible says, when you're a preacher, do not be afraid of their faces. So I'm not afraid of any of your faces. And, and here's the thing. Why is it that God sometimes, sometimes it can feel like God is just picking on you, but it's not that he's picking on you. It's that he's trying to get you into a place where you're free. There's freedom. Yeah. There's freedom when you, do, you can walk through your house without, without tripping over something. Right. You got a mountain of clothes that you've been meaning to fold. It's clean, but you've been meaning to fold it. Pastor, you've been at my house peeking at me. I know you were peeking. You got them new binoculars. I know you've got binoculars. No, no, there's no binoculars. It's called the Holy Ghost peeking in your home, peeking on the inside of your heart. And the thing is, is, what is he trying to do? He's trying to, here's the thing. If you can't take, like, you got to keep, it even gets down to washing your car. And you want God to bless you with a new car. You want God to bless you with a nice home. You want God to bless you with a nice job, but you're not willing to take care of what he gave you. Yeah. Then it really shows no value. And then it shows that what you're really doing is tearing down the blessing that God already gave you. But a wise person builds it up. When you leave, they should, know, they should notice a deficit, yeah. Yeah. not an increase, like praise God. Oh, my gosh. With a big mountain of work that never got to, anybody got to. Because, I mean, you'll, all you'll do is just frustrate around the people around you. Years ago, years ago, I won't even tell you the type of work I was doing. Um, I, I was out in the... Just the community doing my job, the person whose role I took over, I, it was they were pretty backed up. And it took me probably about three or four months to get it all caught up and everything caught up and then stay on top of it. And I created a list of stuff so I could keep myself organized and so I could know how, I was gonna, how they were going to come unfold so I could get on top of it before because yeah. um, they were, they were my, my people I needed to take care of. And then finally one day um, I was getting. I had like it was a, it was a light day for me, but the person I work with was was just wasn't there. And I'm like, okay, well he's got a huge stack of stuff, and then one day, uh, uh, can you help? Oh, what's his name? He needs to get caught up. I go, like, he's a little behind, <laughs> and then I walked, I go, I don't mind. I really don't care. But I was walking in the office and he was giving us free massages to folks. <laughs> Boy, I'm talking about that love walk was being tested. I was like, Lord, have mercy. Someone going to die, and I'm gonna to have to raise him up. And uh, and you know, it, it is, as a person, you you hate to say, man, pastor. I, I go, um, I I know that guy, and I and I, and then some of you might be thinking, pastor, I am that guy. And so, no massages. No massages. No, I'm oh no, no, talking about the massages. That, that too. Brenda says that too. But here, here's the thing as a believer that you and I, have, we, we ought to be excellent in everything we do. Right. Even when people around us aren't excellent. Yes. And God has the right to put you and I in check mm-hmm. every day. Yes. Check Good. that love walk. Yes. Clean that house. Yes. You, yes. You, ladies, you're getting ready. If you want a husband, do what you need to do to get ready for a husband. Tomorrow. Men who want a wife, <laughs> sharpen up them hunting skills. Uh, I had a I had a nice I had a nice trap. It was called a nice car, and she saw that. Ooh, I like that guy. That's all it took. A nice car, a nice, a good attitude. No, she, that wasn't. She she was a great. Yeah, I'm not even go there. But here, you know, here's the thing. As a believer, is that is that God really wants to help you, and he as a man, he wants you to he wants to help you improve your game. He doesn't want you to be by yourself. I mean, we, you know how long we prayed for this mess right here? Prayed. We prayed. It's not like he had a line of people. There was, no, there was just one at the line. I said, man, you're lucky you ain't got one person at the line. And there he's walking around like he's KFC or something. Praise the Lord. But thank God, love is blind. That's all I say. Thank God, love is blind. No, I'm, te- no, I'm teasing. No, he's a good looking man. Right. Smart. And I want to tell you something. That's right. this, this man is pretty, is very solid, hardworking, that's right, honorable. That's right. I'm telling you, man. And, and I'll tell you, and God has honored him over the years yeah, that's right. uh, because he has stuck it out. I'm sure he's put up with a lot. Most men do. <laughs> I'm just saying that because you're here. Don't, don't look it over. She's looking over there, but I don't, really I'm talking over here. <laughs> Going back, he says, I am the true vine. My father is the vine dresser. Every branch of me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. <laughs> you know, some relationships have got to go. So you're crying about relationships that you want. Oh, I just love them. I don't know why they left. You should be just like, thank God I got out from that deal. Come on. That's right. I'm serious. That's right. Oh, I lost that job. I can't believe I lost that. Why are you crying? You hated that place. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Seriously. Sometimes we cry over things that we, I mean. I, I've lost jobs before, and I was like, thank God, you guys are a, like a circus. Like, Remember those little clowns in the car, clown cars, and all the clowns would get out? It was like a circus car, man. It was just terrible. And when they fired me, I was like, Woo, what a relief, man. I, I was like, praise the Lord. And you know, and then you could start feeling down like, like you feel inadequate, like there was something wrong with you. And that's how the devil will try to work you. That's right. Like there's something wrong. There ain't nothing wrong with you. That's right. I'm telling you right now, as soon as you find you better behave. There's always one. There's always one. Here's the thing. I'm not the only what I was going to say. you just... Here's the thing as a, as a believer, you're going to try to think there's something wrong. there ain't nothing wrong with you. You just got to change your perspective in the direction that your life is going. And starting, Lord, you're going to give me wisdom. So next time I'm going to fix I'm going to fix this thing. I'm going to start picking right. Pick the right job. <laughs> <laughs> no. oh <my> Woo! <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, I am the true vine. My father is the vine dresser. Every branch that doesn't bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes. He prunes the one that bears fruit. Why? Why does he bear the, the, the one that bears fruit? No, I'm asking you why. <laughs> to bring more fruit (laughs) do you know if if you leave too much fruit on a branch all those little fruit will not be tasty you have to weed out even something that look good I'm sure they're good but you have to create a spacing between and why are you creating that space Oh Lord! You need to get the things that are in between that are that are hindering the fruitfulness and the joy of the fruit. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because it's all about being fruitful and not just regular fruit, good fruit, yeah. enjoyable fruit. How about having some enjoyable fruit in your life for once? That's right. That's right. That's right. I'm tired of sick and I'm tired of uh, sweet and sour. Give me some sweet fruit, man. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> we need this joy. Hallelujah. These are not drunk as you suppose. (laughs) Abide in me. <clears throat> abide in me and I in you. As a branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you, unless you abide in me. You're not gonna get anything outside of God. You may try, you may try to do it on your own. You may try to get as many raises as you can, go from job to job, uh-huh. go to relationship to relationship, uh-huh. trying to look for the right one, yeah. the one that you know. Here, here's a, here's a danger. Decided from going to relationship to relationship and bouncing around. Um, <clears throat> the danger part of it is, is that when you're always going from relationship to relationship, you pick up bad, you pick up bad habits or patterns, <laughs> and then you carry them to the next place, and. And you carry your pain with you to each and every one. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with jobs. You carry that. You get fired from a job, or you let quit a job in a way that you because you weren't happy. You still bring you with the with with you, right? Right. right. So there's there's got to be something that comes in and says, "Let's weed all this old stuff out that doesn't prosper, yeah. that doesn't that yeah. does not help you anymore." Yeah. Right. Your lack of communication with you, your employees, with your children, yeah. mm-hmm. your, your, your lack of skillfulness in this area right. mm-hmm. is causing you to tear down and not be wise and build up. Yeah. Yeah. You hear what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and, and there's such a differentiation, but that God wants to work in our lives. Yeah. But we can't be fruitful if we're not willing to address those difficult things in our lives. Yeah. Yeah. Like our unwillingness to be on time. I can't be on time. No, you can be on your time. You're just saying, I won't be on time. I refuse to be on time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not wisdom. It's, it's tearing down. Yeah. And God doesn't want you to tear down what he's trying to put in, your, in, and, in and built up in your life. Yeah. Because wisdom tends to the work of God. It tends to what God has given it. That's wisdom. It tends to. It cares. See, that was the very first job that God gave Adam. He said, tent and protect it. Now, if you look in Genesis chapter 2, when God gave Adam the garden, he said, protect it. Guard it. He gave man that job. And he did it at the very beginning. He gives you your life. He says, guard it and protect it. And if we're living a life where we're just kind of doing what we're doing, we're kind of wandering wandering around aimlessly through life, floating around, you know, going from relationship to job to job. You know, I'm just waiting for retirement, which is code for I'm just waiting to die. You know what I'm saying? We're not just waiting to die. We're, we're wanting, we, want, we want to see a sweet reward at the end of our labor. Amen. We, we want to see God reward us. Amen. We're not just living. We're not just kind of doing. It's like we're not doing prison time here, folks. People treat life like prison time. Well, I'm just doing my time. And then when the Lord calls me, I'm going. You, you cannot look at life that way. You have been placed in the greatest education system of all. First, God gave you life. With an ability to get to heaven. Yeah. So now I need to school myself of what it, I need to do so that I don't screw it up when I'm over there. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Not that you're going to screw it up. I mean, who knows? Yeah. I mean, we, we don't, it's, it's just a mystery. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Satan got thrown out, mm-hmm. he got thrown out. Mm-hmm. I don't want to blow it. I want to. I want to go into heaven full of faith, trusting God. And God said, "You know, you did pretty good down there. Kind of, we could use an extra teacher. Would you like to teach a couple of classes?" Well, praise God! Yes, I do. Yeah. What am I going to teach? I'm in heaven. These people in here, are like you, don't know what you, you don't know. What, what God has for you, yeah. right. you don't know what He has for, you and what He what He said you could do that you didn't know you could do. Yeah. Right. Wouldn't it be a shame to leave this world with full of potential? Live, live, leave this world full of potential and you never discovered it. Yeah. Yeah. We have areas in our life that we're called to do. Yeah. It may be write, writing books. Mm-hmm. It, it could be writing songs. It could be doing something in the church. It could be, you know, you hear about people who even teach Sunday school. Yep. And you look down on that, as like, oh, well, you know, God can't really use me in there. And then... I mean, you think about the people that have raised up the, the Billy Grahams yeah. and all the, youth, all the youth pastors that are out there and yeah. all the people that are in the ministry today who started it with being in front of somebody teaching yeah. Sunday school. Yeah. Right. So you can never discount what it is that you're doing yeah. right. in the grand scheme of what God has. Yeah. Right. Either we're, either we're, Either we're building up or we're tearing down. And I don't want to tear down. I want to build up. Say, I I want to build up. up. It's a healthy thing to think that way. Mm -hmm. It is healthy to think that... And and to be be self-aware enough to to recognize, am, am I making my life better or am I making it worse? Am I just... Do you ever, there's a term that we used to use back in the day when we were playing football. We, or, or now, they, we used to call it dogging it. You're just dogging it. In other words, you're just taking it easy. You're not really working hard. Uh, Olivia says, uh, phoning it home. You're just, pho- huh? Phoning it, in. phoning it in. There you go. They're phoning it home. You're phoning it in. <laughs> you're, you're, you're not really putting the work in necessary to be successful. Right. And here's the thing. When, when you're not putting in effort, everybody is aware that you're not putting in the effort. And you can't bear fruit. Amen? You can't bear fruit. And you're called to bear much fruit. Not a little bit of fruit. Much fruit. Go to uh, John 5. Back to John, John chapter 5. Actually, John chapter 4. Apologize. Therefore, when the Lord, and i'm going to start reading just for time's sake, John chapter four, verse one says, therefore, when the Lord knew that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus had bapt, had more uh, had baptized more disciples than John, Jesus hell did not baptize but his disciples, and he left and he departed verse five, so he came to a city which was called Sichar, near a plot of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph now Jacob Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied from his journey, sat down by the well. It was about sixth hour, and a woman Samaritan came and drew water at Jesus and said to him, Give me drink, for his disciples had gone away to, this, to buy food. And in verse 9, the woman of Samaria said to him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask a drink from me, a Samaritan woman, for Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. I want you to point something out to you. There's segregation going on, right? And Jesus is not, is not partaking of the segregation at all. He's, he's already crossing that line. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that, who says to you, Give me drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. And the woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where then, where then do you get that living water? Now she's telling him, Look, you don't have anything to draw through this island, so how are you going to get this living water that you're talking about? In verse 12, Are you greater than father, our father Jacob, who gave us this well and drank from it himself, as well as his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered and said, Whoever drinks from this water will thirst again, but whosoever drinks from this water I shall give him, him will never thirst. But, Jesus, but when the water that I shall give him will become in a fountain of water, springing up into everlasting life. The woman said, Sir, give me this water that I may never thirst, nor to draw out. And then Jesus said, Go call your husband and come. And she answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus said, Well, have you spoken? I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and one you have now is not your husband, and that you, that you have truly totally spoken. And she said, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Here's Jesus. He's not qualifying her and her, her past mistakes. He's not, he's not saying, you, Because you went through all this heartache, because you've made all these mistakes, I'm excluding you. He's not excluding her. He's saying, what you have spoken, in other words, you're being honest. You're being truthful. You're saying that you know that you don't have your act together. Mm -hmm. He says, but I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you water because, (laughs) because there's a love I have for you. You're not excluded from, because you've made mistakes. Thank God, none of us are excluded from the mistakes that we have. That's right. Yes. But then He brings, away, brings away a way of brings bringing about of restoration. Uh-huh. He did not say, "Well, you've made too many mistakes; you can't even have uh, you can't even experience what I've already provided." No, it's only for this certain group. He didn't say all that. No. She's a Samaritan. No, Samaritans were like were like Gentiles; they were not saved; they weren't considered Jews. Mm-hmm. They they didn't. They, that's why the Jews had no dealings with the Samaritans. Because they looked at him as, they were, they were ostracized. Mm-hmm. They were treated like anybody who was not Jewish. They were not dealt with. Yeah. So you, you got to understand this, that there is a, a serious segregation and Jesus is crossing the line. Mm-hmm. And good thing about Jesus, he crosses lines to, to where, where you never thought he would cross over just to get you. Yeah. No matter how much debt, no matter how many mistakes that you have made with your life, or, yeah. or how many relationships that you've got, he offers you a way out. That's right. He Amen. offers you peace. That's right. Amen. He says, Come over here, I'll give you rest. Yes. Come on. Amen. I'm not I'm not here to destroy your life. I'm here to make it better. That's and right. thank God He makes things better. Yes, he does. Thank God He doesn't judge you by your past mistakes and relationships. No. But no, he He rescued her there. Yeah. He rescued her there by the well. A place where, hey, if you just come and drink of me, your life is going to get better. Yeah, never thirst again. You'll never thirst again. That's right. you, you won't feel like your life is hard and dry anymore. That's right. Amen. Your life won't feel like it's a desert anymore. That's right. Amen. Come on. And thank God we don't have to live dry anymore. That's right. I'm so grateful that, we don't, that I don't have to live yeah. dry anymore. Right. Come on. Come on. Not knowing where I'm going to get my next drink. No, not knowing where I'm going to be able to rest my head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. Thank God. Thank God. All we have to do is just partake of what he's already given us. And then she says, I perceive you're a prophet. I perceive that you're a prophet. Mm -hmm. Well, he's more than a prophet. He was more than a prophet. He's the son of God. Mm -hmm. Amen? Amen. Praise God verse 20 he says for our father worshipped on this mountain then she says our father worshipped on this mountain you Jews say in jerusalem in the place where one ought to worship and jesus said to her woman believe me the hour is coming and you will you will will you will neither on this mountain nor in jerusalem worship the father you will worship what you do not know but we worship what we do know for the salvation is of the jews but the hour is coming when the true worshipers will will worship the father in spirit and in truth, Amen. for the Father seeks a group of such. Amen. Praise He's, God. Looking yeah. Yeah. He's looking for you. He's looking right. for you. He's looking for you. He says, "I surrender. I'm tired of doing it my own way. Yeah. Yeah. I'm tired of the past relationships. I'm tired of going from relationship job to job. Yeah. I'm t- I'm tired. I'm tired of trying to build things up on my own wisdom. Yeah. yeah, come on. Amen. You got to get tired of just doing things your own way." I'm telling you, it's hard. The, the The scripture says that the way of the transgressor is hard. Mm-hmm. It is a hard life doing things your own way. Yeah. It is. It is not fun. I thank the Lord every day for my marriage to, to Pastor Malina. Thank him every day, because when you see what goes on around the world, you're just like, you know what? And here's the thing: God's got one for you too. For those of you who are saying, God's got one for you too. God's got the right one, men. God's got the right one. Hey, here's the thing. You, He said, the one that you're, the other ones were your husband, and the guy that you're with isn't your husband. Mm-hmm. He's not saying get away. He said, come to me and help, let me fix you. Help yeah. me help you with your situation. Right. Right. Let me show you how to love. Yeah. Let me show you how to build my way. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's no other way of building a right relationship unless it's with Jesus. Yeah can't do it your own. You can't do it on your own strength. Yep. You get that, Seth? You can't do it on your own strength. Amen. We, we can't do it on our own strength. And when yep. we, when you can tell when someone's doing stuff, you know, when you, someone's doing something on their own strength, mm-hmm. they look tired. They look worn out. Yeah. They look weary, mm-hmm. trying to keep their relationships together, trying to keep their jobs, trying to make jobs work, trying to keep companies going. It's funny because one day where I was watching a program and, a, and this guy had owned this business, he'd put all his money into it, done everything to try to keep people employed. He felt so guilty that if he was going to have to fire people because his job the company he was building wasn't working. And he felt all this tremendous pressure and all this weight because he was just trying, he was trying and he's trying, he's trying, he trying. But here's the thing, you, you can't keep trying to do things on your own unless you're turning things over to God. You need help. You need supernatural. Eyes from heaven to help you. That's right. And, uh, that's right. Because as long as you have it in your hands, you'll know, people cry, uh, people sing, Jesus, take the wheel. Mm-hmm. Take it from my hands, right? Mm-hmm. As soon as they give him the wheel, take it back. I want it back now. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. You were calling, you were asking Jesus to, to take the wheel. And when, when people say that, it's saying, God, I need your wisdom. I need your understanding on things. Mm-hmm. I can't do this life on my own anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. I need instruction. I need, I need to know how to talk to my spouse. I need to know how to talk to my kids. Yeah. I, I need to learn better communicate so that they can have a, a relationship based on the word and a healthy way of doing things. Because yeah. yeah. you can get used to doing things in such an unhealthy way and you're completely ignorant of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unaware. Why? Because you've seen Mama do it that way. You've seen Daddy do it that way. Right? All, all men are this way. No, they're not. That's right. No, they're not. Not all men are that way. Not all women are that way. That's right. No, they're not. That's right. every, every person's different. That's right. But can people come back with their, all their, their pains and their hurts into a relationship? Absolutely. But as long as you're still holding on to that stuff, the, all that's going to do is it's going to go from... It's going to go into just a roller coaster. we're Happy, 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 down, down, down. Happy, 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 down. There's no satisfaction. It's going to be up and down, up and down. Right. You've got to stop the up and downs. Yeah. It's got to stop. Mm-hmm. Because the only satisfaction that you're ever going to have, especially when you're looking for someone to make, make sure that they bring you joy. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm looking for my husband to make me happy. Mm-hmm. That is selfish. Yeah. 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 When you're looking for someone to make you happy, oh, they make me happy. I love them. Why do you make, because they made me feel so good. Mm-hmm. They make me feel happy. Yeah. Hey, that, that don't last. That's right. None of that lasts. Mm-hmm. Cause then you've got to get down to life mm-hmm. and then you live life together yeah. and then you learn to work through things together and then your love can grow stronger Amen. because you Amen. learn to work things out yeah. and understand one another yeah. based on the word That's I'm telling you, I, I, once you start to find out who you are in Christ mm-hmm. and all that you have, mm-hmm. then that makes you want to stay close to God. Yeah. Then it makes you say, I'm going to build on a master foundation. Uh-huh. And I'm going to stick to that. Yeah. Mm. Amen? Amen. I had to help, Do we help anybody today? Because, yes. you know, we, we don't want to walk around like, oh, I'm doomed. I'm, I've made all these mistakes. And No, you know, so who, who hasn't made mistakes? We just we just stop the cycle today. Right. So I'm choosing to stop the cycle today. Let's right. right. say this together. I choose, I choose to stop the cycle today. If you've made mistakes, just I'm I'm done with making those same mistakes. Yeah. Now, if you make mistakes during the week, don't beat yourself Oh, Pastor. I beat, I, I just made tons of mistakes this week. Guess what? We're, you know you're you're taking on a new lifestyle here. Uh-huh. And I'm not I'm not going to cut you in a cycle. Well, just you know ask God to forgive you. And keep going. No, just say, Lord, I'm done with this. Yeah. Yeah. You got to, you got to, you kind of have to be, we have enough time. <clears throat> Give me three more minutes. I remember one year, I, I remember all the people here in the church who's been with me any length, of time for hear this baby every once a year, maybe even, maybe more. I don't know. One year I decided I was going to enter the Veterans Day run. <laughs> and if you're looking at me, did you really? <laughs> Girl, don't look at me that way. You know, <laughs> I was thinner then. It was around 2011 or 2012, I think, I, I ran that race. And uh, I told someone I was going to run it, and I told, I told yeah, I'm going to do the 10K. I'm going to do the 10K. And then I was, because I've been running, I was like up to seven miles. I could run. I thought, oh, yeah, I could do a 10K. That sounds like 10, what, 10? I didn't know it was not 10 miles. I thought it was, I thought it was going to be that long. So I I, I did that 10K. And and so, someone, remind, I remind you, I told everybody I was going to do it. Are you going to enter that 10K? Oh, God, yeah, man, I'm committed now. Why? Because the Bible says if you, if you give in your oath to do it, you, you're going to do it. Because you, and you have to swear to your own hurt. Right? So I don't just give my word cheaply. If I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. I'm not going to call up later. Oh, I changed my mind. I woke up. I wasn't feeling good. <laughs> no, because God knows. I told people, and I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to, be, I'm going to be good on my word. So... I had not ran for like almost a month prior. I mean, I've been running a lot, but I'm like, oh no. I know that there's a person who used to be in sports and athletes that a month off isn't good. Even if you did run seven miles, that's not good. That's a serious cut in time. So I went and I entered that, I entered that race. And um, I hurt my knee during the process of that race. I was like halfway into it. Girls were passing me. It was embarrassing. <laughs> and then a little spandex. up with that? <laughs> I'm just running by me like nothing. I'm like, whatever. So I come and I'm hurting. And I'm like, and I'm, I'm, my body's telling me you can quit right now. Ain't, ain't gonna be no shame. You injured yourself. It's an injury. You can stop. My, this is what my, legs te- my leg is t- talking to me. Yeah. I said, I, I literally slapped my own face. I said, you shut your mouth. You are going to finish this race. I slapped myself on both sides. I go, "No, you're gonna finish." I ran, it was still hurting. I could feel it, kind of making noises. Slap myself again. No, you are finishing this race. You're finishing it. Yeah. <clears throat> and so I slowly I, I started coming around the corner, and there was another guy with me, and he was a really big dude. I was like, "But he was in the three k." So thank, I caught him. <laughs> <laughs> they were waiting for the two to the two last runners, and I was one of them. <laughs> And so they were giving out awards at the end of the race. I'm like, "Awards for what?" <laughs> they had tons of awards. I go, "Who won all these awards? This is ridiculous." <laughs> I know these are probably like participation awards. I ain't gonna get no participation. <laughs> First place goes to so and so. Yeah, he won. Okay. We I saw him once. <laughs> and it was mostly the back of his head I saw. <laughs> and then he just disappeared. <laughs> and then I and then I finally came through by finally Then they were like then they said for, for the ages of, I was in my the <laughs> 40s then. I was just barely turned 40. For the ages of the 40 group, uh, Mr. Marcus De La Cruz. I was like, I'm in first place. I showed up last. <laughs> and I got first place for my age group. I mean, oh, that's embarrassing. So I went to work the next week. I went to the She goes, "I had my first place trophy." You said veterans' first place trophy. I was like, "She goes, I, she goes." Uh, I had a coworker. She goes, "How'd you do in that veterans' day run?" I goes, "I took first place." She goes, "You lying?" I go, "No, I took first place." She goes, "You're lying." I was there. You did. I saw the guy I go. No, I took first place in my age group. <laughs> but I was the only one in my age group. <laughs> All the same forty-year-olds were in bed, laying down, resting. But here's the thing I got out of this. It says, as long as you run the race that God gives you, because no one else can run your race but you, you'll always come out on top. But you've got to be willing to run your race. And that's where the game of life begins to change. When you make a distinct choice, you make a a rock solid, you know what, God? I'm doing this. I'm going to run my race for you. I'm going to run. I'm going to walk for you. I'm going to live my life for you. And when you do that, that's when life begins to get better. That's right. It gets better. I'm not saying it's always going to be, it's not going to be easy. I'm just saying, because here I was, I'm running my race. I'm having to slap myself yeah. to, to talk my, to, to, to talk myself into finishing that race. That's right. There's going to be times where you're not going to, you're not going to feel like going to church. There's going to be times where you don't feel like loving. There's going to be times where you don't feel like giving. There's going to be times where you don't feel like just being anything. You just want to just leave me alone. Yeah. Right? But if you're willing to just slap yourself out of it yeah. and pick yourself up, you yeah. will get to the other side. That's right. Amen. You will make it. That's right. You can take it. That's right. Come on, you're equipped. That's right. Amen. Yeah. That's right. Praise the Lord. Amen. Only four minutes over. Praise God. Hey, isn't God good? Yes. Amen. Well, I love you. We love you. Aren't we excited? To-